Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. Today we're reviewing the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe release, the blockbuster film that outgrossed Black Adam domestically in its first weekend at the box office. Mm. Did you know that, Ty? I did. I saw that, yeah. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Ty. Man, what a long movie. What an emotional movie. I've had some time for this to simmer. Saw this last Thursday. Um, so I've had almost a full week to let this simmer. I'm mm. sure you didn't wait till Tuesday to see it like you normally do, Discount no, Tuesday. No, sir. Um, so it, it's not fresh, but it's fresh at the same time. Yeah. No, um, just before, uh, there was obviously this emotional movie, uh, everything around it. Um, there's an emotional part at the very beginning, dead silent. Guy yelled out, cry emoji in the theater. I've never wanted to punch <laughs> someone more. I, th- I thought I may actually get into a fight in a movie theater. Oh, well, I, I guess just these annoying kids are going to the show because there were some annoying kids in my theater as well. But I could touch on that after the break. Uh, just Wakanda Forever, though. Nothing else really going on in the movie world. Um, but this will be a long enough podcast. Um, it's an MCU movie. There's plenty to talk about. And we always go off on tangents anyways. Yeah, I mean, MCU, we find, we could talk about nothing. We could talk about grass growing and fill an hour and a half. So <laughs> Let's get into the show. percent of the time, it works every time. John Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. So Ty, you mentioned the annoying kids in your theater. I think it was just national bringing your annoying kids to the theater day. And I've had some theater horror stories. Yeah. Um, just 
the, the, the father bringing the children into Jackass Forever, which isn't really a horror story, that's, more just funny. Yeah, that's great. It's um, a great story. I've had, you know, annoying kids and whatnot, and, you know, the guy who talked a lot and bros and everything. Um, but, yeah, this too, there was a kid who walked in with a Black Panther mask on, uh, just doing the Wakanda Forever salute all the way to his seat. Um, wow. Yeah. And then when the movie started, there was what sounded like a child whispering with, like, his mom or something. I wasn't sure. Um, some guy literally went Nyah! at them <laughs> like two minutes into the like movie. Barked. Yeah, like like a Grandpa Dave. Nyah! You ever heard him do that? Yeah. That was. I think Grandpa Dave was in the theater. You probably anyone listening to this on their drive to work in the morning just jumped as you yelled at them. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> no, it was actually kind of funny because they were like talking during the quiet part, like you mentioned, just like whispering. Yeah. And the guy did the eh, and they didn't whisper the rest of the movie, and I appreciated him. See, that's awesome. We needed that um, because along with the crying emoji guy that I wanted to punch in the fucking face, uh, Victoria had to ask the people next to us to shut the fuck up. Um, this bitch also just pulled out her phone, not like discreetly, was just like texting in like the third act of the movie like it was nothing. I think the pandemic has just ruined uh, movie theater etiquette, if I'm being honest with you, Ty. Yeah. I prefer a nice Tuesday morning showing at this point. Because I don't like other you ain't people. ever going on a Tuesday morning. No, but like that would be my favorite time to go. <laughs> because I don't like seeing movies with other people at this point because they just piss me off. You don't like the MCU pop and everything? I miss it. But people are just so fucking rude now. They don't shut the fuck up. Did your theater uh, applaud when the movie ended? Yeah. So did mine. Yeah. Why is that a thing? I don't know. I, I don't, hate it. I don't ever participate. I don't either. It's like clapping when your plane lands. Yeah. Well, even then, like, the person who did the job can hear you. Like, no one who made Wakanda Forever is in Hesperia watching a fucking Friday night showing. Who are you clapping for? The first time. Well, not the first time I flew, because I flew when I was, like, a little, little kid. But first time I flew with Riley, they everyone clapped when we landed. And I was like, is this something we do every time? I didn't clap, but, but then it hasn't happened since. So, No, it's rare, but it's it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, why are we clapping? I mean, there's no need for this. This you is know safer no than driving your car. Significantly. Do you clap for the fucking bus driver? His his life is way more risk than the pilot. Yeah. You're not wrong there. So, yeah. Um, I guess we could talk MCU as a whole. I mean, spoilers always. Um, Heavily. You know, you should know that if you're listening to this podcast and it's a movie review. Before we jump into the nitty-gritty of the movie itself, Ty, um, I guess, like, overarching uh, MCU moving forward. I guess you could touch on um, the Ironheart character, and I don't want to get too much into, like, the character score and everything. Um, but I will say, you know, they introduced her in this film, obviously. She's going to be part of the Young Avengers, something they've been setting up for some time. Didn't they announce a Young Avengers project, or was that, like, a rumor? I saw something about it. I think it might have just been a rumor. I um, think it was a rumor. I know Ironheart has a confirmed show. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, she's supposed to be kind of like the next Tony Stark almost, and we we saw that in the film's climax. Um, I didn't know anything about Riri Williams about before this movie. I didn't know anything about the character, and I will say I was not really excited or anticipated the character. And now I I, I do. I I wish they would do this. They obviously can't do this in every single film, but I think this is a good way to introduce a character you're doing a series on, and then do said series on instead of just like kind of I guess commercially better because you know you yeah. have like Miss Marvel, which just not a lot of people cared about you know or no, for sure in um moon Knight, which was awesome which was really good but like i feel like still didn't get the as mainstream of appeal because the casuals didn't really care or knew who he was yeah i, I mean obviously spider-man's like the last character who needs it but uh him showing up in civil war works out perfectly yeah. it's a soft little fucking you know launch you can just get a few fucking super awesome moments with those characters 
and then they go on to do their own things. But it's a great way to introduce and kind of lay the groundwork. Um, I, I do like this character. Obviously, we're going to touch on some stuff later. Um, but more more importantly, my biggest takeaway is Jesus Christ, don't let that be her suit for the show because <laughs> it looks terrible. It is so I, I don't think so that will be her CGI terrible. It looked like uh, Power Rangers meets like anime. It looked like an anime suit, yeah. It's it's awful. It's the fucking worst. Wow, I didn't really hate it as much as you did, but no, I hated I all that. It was childish and awful, didn't so bad. Look great, but I mean, if you look at the comics, I mean, I she kind of just looks more like Iron Man, but I could. Uh there's some that look more like the one we saw there, but. Yeah, it looks like mostly it's just Iron Man. Which is, like, do that. I promise you I would prefer that. Yeah, I just think they don't want it to be... Like an Iron Man ripoff? They want it to be her own thing, yeah. The suit, was it was... It, it, it looked anime, so for sure. I guess you just hate anime, but... Uh, when it's brought to live action and we've seen really realistic-looking fucking great Iron Man suits, yes. <laughs> I do. It was awful. I liked the character, though. I liked the moments with her. She was very funny. Um, I, I'm... I will say I am now looking forward to the series more than I was prior to watching this film. Anthony Ramos in the series. That's right. Don't I like about him. That. Um, you think he will sing? Yes. Oh, really? No. Okay. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Um, also moving forward, um, Namor. I mean, Namor's obviously going to be a big picture in the MCU. They quote-unquote defeated him without defeating him. Um, you know, I, I've heard a lot of like reviews and maybe not heard a lot of reviews, but like seen things on Twitter and everything. And it's like, people like, man, Namor such a great villain, 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 villain. And it's like, well, I don't know if he's a full villain. Like, I don't even know if in this film, he's necessarily a villain. Um, he's opposite of Wakanda forever of Wakanda forever of Wakanda, but like, (laughs) well, I kind of opposite Wakanda forever. He wanted to go to war. He wanted (laughs) Wakanda over. (laughs) Um, but that's what makes this – and I'll jump into the, the score once we get there. But, like, that's what makes this film so unique. And it's, like, almost like you don't have a villain. Like, yeah. you, it's almost like Captain America Civil War kind of where it's, like, you have your two sides. And, like, since it's a Black Panther movie, in theory, he's the villain. But, like, kind of not really. But he was uh, pretty much he – was, he was badass. Um, pretty easy uh, weakness, I feel like. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they Keep the water guy out forward. of water. Go figure. <laughs> Um, well, he got he got dried out and stuff. He wasn't just out of water, but he how do got you get, dehydrated? How do you get dried out and dehydrated, Jay? Well, they had her. He had him in the ship, and it was all it was yeah. and heat and stuff. And then you went to the desert, he's getting rid of the water. Yeah, but if he's not in the water, but he's like in Orange County, you know, it, there's moisture in the air, what, humidity. What season, dog? Because summer, not much. It's still a little humid. Florida, he could live in Florida. Easily live in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> Florida, you're basically swimming everywhere. <laughs> um. No, but I just I moving forward to see what they do with him. I don't know if the next time we see him is in Secret Wars. I don't know if the, when they're going to bring him back, but um, that's an interesting new wrinkle, and he's he's a badass. Yeah, and I, I like that it kind of carried on the uh, villain kind of thing with the Black Panther franchise because the first one, like Killmonger, not a bad dude, bad tactics. Yeah, bad way of wanting to do things, but very much like an anti-hero kind of character, like you. You didn't mind rooting for him at points, and it was like, all right, maybe you're going too far here, dog. Yeah. Same thing here. Like, Namor's just protecting his people, same way the people of Wakanda were protecting their people, and maybe went a little too far here, dog. But I like this character. I like the portrayal. Um, complete badass. Fucked up uh, M'Baku. Just punched him square in the chest. Yeah. 
just should have stopped his heart. <laughs> um, super cool character. I like the story that they are telling. I like how they kind of created this lore and, and the history with him. He's a mutant. He is a mutant. Just full on. Not like a, just like, this is it. Yeah. Who knows what they do with that? Introduce more mutants. I hope so. Would it be a little lame if they just had all these... Because didn't they say something about mutant and Miss Marvel? Yeah, she's a mutant. What if their X-Men was just like all these mutants that they're dubbing in the MCU, but it's not like the traditional X-Men? People would hate that. People would significantly hate that. That'd be pretty lame, huh? Yeah. No, no one would be happy with that. Give me the real X-Men. Don't give me the, you know, Thunderbolts, but they're all mutants. (laughs) Um, And then the post-credit scene, I guess, you know, because that's talking about moving forward, um, they introduce... King T'Challa's son, Prince yeah. T'Challa, um, did some digging. I don't think that character – well, the, T'Challa does have a son in the comics, but he's not T'Challa Jr. Um, so, you know, but they do stuff differently in the movies all the time. Namor had a completely different backstory in the movie than he does in the comics. Um, so, I mean, we talk about young Avengers and stuff. That's like a little too young of an Avenger, right? He's like eight, not yeah. even at, like six. Yeah I, yeah, I think he's like six to eight range. I think it's setting up to where ten years from now they do another – movie type thing with T'Challa as the lead again. I think yeah. this was their way of recasting without recasting. Um, you give him a son who can take on the mantle and continue the stories that you plan to tell with Chadwick Boseman, but you switch it to a younger version of T'Challa and you tell those stories with an 18 year old, you know, 10 years from now, Marvel likes to do their time jumps. Like you can tell these stories with yeah. that character and, and I, I like it. I liked it. So that brings up the question, what is the future of Shuri's Black Panther? Because it seemed kind of like, I don't know. I mean, there was all this stuff off off the screen drama and everything about COVID, but I don't think anyone cares about COVID anymore. So <laughs> um, she didn't show up to battle for the crown to be king or whatever the hell that thing in the waterfall does. I forget yeah. what that's for exactly. To be, yeah, king. Um, crown. So, and Baku just. is king of Wakanda. Yeah. So Fuck um, yeah. I like that character. I'm fine with that. Like, I just don't know what her, her Shuri's kind of um, direction moving forward. And are we going to see her Black Panther return? Are we not? I don't know. It's uh, interesting. We, we're going to. Like, there's, I'm very confident that we do see this character continue in some aspect. I just don't think they want or planned on making her the lead of the franchise. I yeah. think their end goal is to move away from her as the lead. And, and go back to an actual T'Challa storyline type thing. I think they planned on telling T'Challa storylines and then moving to Shuri. I think they're going to have to reverse that. Yeah. And start with the Shuri stuff and then move to T'Challa. I She's got to be in the Avenger films, mm-hmm. um, which, well, how many years out are those now? 2026. They pushed them back. but So 26, you figure, is the next Avengers. She'll probably be in that. And then a couple years after that, we'll get another Black Panther with a teenage T'Challa, if I had to guess. If the MCU is even around anymore. Yeah, I mean, it it will be. <laughs> it might be a bad product by then because it's not headed in a great direction. <laughs> I don't know, Ty. This is the latest thing they did, I would say, was a masterpiece. Spoiler about my score. Wakanda Forever? Yeah. Okay. A wow. masterpiece. Are we going to disagree on this film? I enjoyed this film. I I just think overall with fucking She-Hulk and everything, whatever. If- I enjoyed this film. If this film gets lower than another certain film that you love, I'll be um, a little upset with you. Um, another certain film I love. So, the fucking Eternals, Ty. Um, <laughs> I fucking love Eternals. <laughs> um, okay. 
My eternal Great score radio. is very high. <laughs> Great radio. I, are you aware of what my eternal score is? Do you remember I, that? I do. I'm not going to say it on the pod, but it's I very do. high. Um, respectfully, now, there was a rumor like six months ago that Riley could, did not want to tell me. She didn't want to spoil it for me. Blah blah blah. It was supposedly this big big rumor, and it didn't come true. And she told me the rumor was that Doctor Doom was going to show up in this. Yeah, not true. Bunch of real big nerds who just apparently made this rumor up. Really pissed off about something they made up. Can we start rumors? Sure. I mean, we we write post credit scenes. I think we just gotta like actually hit on one, <laughs> and then people will be like, "Oh fuck, what do they know?" And then that's how you start rumors. Why would they set up Doctor Doom in the Black Panther? I know he has it's, obviously connections with Black Panther. I know that. But well, he is the king or whatever of Latveria, his own country. It's very much like Namor. He's the ruler of a fake world, so but it would make sense. On Earth, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's really? Somewhere in Africa. Don't quote me on that. Oh, I didn't fucking know that. Yeah, he's very much. It's a fake country, um, but he is the ruler of that fake country, just like Namor's the ruler of this fake country. It really does make sense to introduce that character in this type of film. Well, I just mean from a, yeah, Lat- Latveria. No, I mean from like a marketing slash just overall MCU like. I feel like you're setting them up for a Fantastic Four. Like we're, I don't know. I feel like we're going to get a Fantastic Four movie set up Doctor Doom. And Doctor Doom is bigger than just a one-off, though. So I guess they could set him up in Black Panther. But he feels like he yeah. could be like a Loki. But right now we have Kang as our like Loki, pretty much. Well, that's slash. what I'm saying. Yeah, we have Kang who appears in just a TV show, Marvel series. And then he's going to be the main villain of something. And then he's going to be the main villain of a fucking <laughs> Avengers. Like, you can do that with Doom. And just sprinkle him in and build him up, build him up until you have a final, like, huge showdown. I, I, it wouldn't have been crazy to introduce that character in this film. I think it's jumping the gun with Fantastic Four still far away. Keep pushing that back. Um, yep. A little bit. There are leaks that it uh, takes place during the 60s. Yeah, that's been, like, a rumor for a while. But it's, like, gained more traction here recently. And it's going to be Quantum Realm, and then they show up. Which means, if that's true, then... That would mean Ant-Man could probably be a another way to set him up. Because Kang is like the fucking triple million great grandson of Reed Richards. So, yeah, Dr- that could easily connection easily be like a, you know, post credit, whatever Ant-Man wins. But Dr. Do- or not Dr. Doom, uh, King's still looming. Ant-Man doesn't win because yeah, I don't think he's going to beat King. But yeah. And then I don't know. They could do something like, no, it's a, another member of the Richards family. Like they get a ping from the quantum realm or something. And then it's Reed Richards step through the screen, not played by John Krasinski, because I don't think that's going to be their Fantastic Four, unfortunately. No, no chance. I, think they I don't say I don't know why I said unfortunately. I never really cared about Krasinski being Mister Fantastic, but I thought it was cool. I liked seeing it. I like when fan shit comes to life. But uh, I don't just give me someone who gives me a good portrayal. I don't really give a shit. I'm not tied to anything. Convince me. How about Michael B. Jordan as Flame, Mister Flame, whatever the hell his name is? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Um, and Jessica Alba as wonderful. Who'd play a good Mr. Fantastic? Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> what a terrible idea. <laughs> just the worst thing that's ever come out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't like Jimmy Fallon. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> he fucking, he's a funny, like, I don't mind some of his clips. His fucking laughs are so cringe, dude. I don't like him. Jimmy Fallon, like, you, someone just says one thing and he just is hysterically laughing. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst. It's so fake. Yeah, it, he just is the worst. Yeah, I don't like him. Um, <laughs> I wish I wish we were better at like Photoshop. If we could Photoshop Jimmy Fallon as Reed Richards, I feel like that would get a lot of chuckles on social media. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. Um, there's a lot of like these fan casting things. I'm looking it up. Jimmy Fallon, Reed, uh, Reed Richards. Ah, it's just John Krasinski on Jimmy Fallon. John, Jimmy Fallon, Mr. Fantastic. <sighs> there's nothing. There's no, it's all, and I mean all John Krasinski. We can make it happen. Uh, Collider.com, um, fan casting Mr. Fantastic. Ten options who aren't John Krasinski that could appear in the Multiverse of Madness. He obviously didn't appear. Oh, never mind. Obviously, we know John Krasinski showed up in Fantastic Four. He did. He did, in fact, do that. So let's look at these um, casting rumors from an article in September of 2022. Um, these are just people upvoting or downvoting. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, number one is John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. This person puts, John Krasinski is the ultimate fan pick for Reed Richards, and this was played to perfection in the recent Doctor Strange movie. I'm going to be very honest. It was okay. I liked him. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was. To it's not like he had. A, it's not like he had a lot of time to kill anything. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, Penn Badgley. I don't know who that is. Oh, that's the guy from You. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, I know this one's gained uh, traction. William Jackson Harper. I am gonna Google who that is. The guy from um the movie, which name I can't think yep. of right now. Yep, that guy. He's also from that one show. He's from the good oh, he's place. in the resort. He's in the resort. He's in Midsummer, um, and the good place. Probably where he's most well known. I know him from the resort. <laughs> I um, I figured. <laughs> um, and then of course number one for Sue Storm is Emily Blunt. Okay. Now this article, Lily James, I think would be a good. Uh, should be wonderful. Sue Storm. This article throws out the idea that Jonathan Majors plays Reed Richards as well, being that it's a direct descendant, probably looks something like him. No, don't do that. Too confusing. Okay. We don't need Eddie Murphy this bitch. Oh. Because Eddie Murphy plays yeah, he's everyone. Uh, who will play Johnny Storm? The top voter is Joe Keery, the guy from Stranger Things. Which guy from Stranger Things? New Stranger Things guy with the long hair? or yeah. With long the long hair. hair? Yeah, I believe so. Like the really long hair who who played like the Metallica song? I don't fucking know. I've never seen Stranger Things. How do you spell Kiri? Nah, see, this is this is the older, not older, but like season one long hair guy, medium length hair guy. Number two, yeah, Zac know. Efron. He's too old for it now. Yeah, he is. He's aged out of the role. Number three, Chris Evans. He is <laughs> already played it significantly aged out of the role. Yeah, I don't like any of these. He's retired um, from the MCU. I will say for the thing. I like these options. Number one is Alan Richson, who I don't know, but he just looks like a guy who would play the thing. Alan Rickman? Rich Richson. Oh, Alan Rickman Rich, is dead. Alan Richson. R-I-T-C-H-S-O-N. Oh, fuck yeah. He's uh, he's in Titans. He's already in a comic book thing. And then number two. In Blue Mountain State, too. Is uh, John Cena, who we have talked about before, would be the perfect casting for the thing. He's got but, the voice for it. He's a real gravelly voice. Yeah, but he's already... Peacemaker? Yeah. Who so. fucking cares? Who? I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Who cares? Play both. Do both. That'd be sick. Just make the money so on good. both sides of the fucking aisle. Like, it's going to be a fucking CGI thing 90% yeah. of the time anyways. He'll probably have like a few minutes of screen time, if that. Yeah. Fucking just hire someone to act like that person. And then as soon as you go to CGI, switch it over to John Cena. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> there you go. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's any other like big MCU implications that came out of this film. Uh, we always like to talk about what's next, but I don't know. We there wasn't really any open, open, you know, stories. They didn't set up anything, you know. And I think that was. I mean, obviously they set up the T'Challa Junior thing way down the line, but I think that was yeah. kind of to, in respect to Chadwick Boseman. And plus, like, I don't know. I they don't. They have so much shit coming out every month now that they could just use something else to move the overarching thing moving forward. But as we've said before, you know, phase four has felt a little disjointed, um, just not as connected. And that's what made phases one through three. So great as it was all connected. I actually watched a, a YouTube video about this. It was all connected in some way by the singular, singular, singular kind of infinity stones, you know, like Iron Man and Hulk, maybe not, but like the grand scheme, there was like, you know, the, it set up to the infinity saga, yeah, um, and every film in some way connected to that, and now we don't really know. It's just Ant-Man and the Wasp is kind of the first one that seems like it's preparing us for something bigger because we thought, like, Doctor Strange would, but then it was kind of like, nah, they're just going to kill Wanda and then <laughs> not even incursions, really but maybe incursions are – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it uh, depending on what they do with Secret Wars, maybe, and, you know, multiverse, that was the most multiversal, but you just kind of end it and it's over. And same thing, this kind of – you get the Val character on screen for an extended amount of time, finally. Um, the She's the one who put together the Thunderbolts, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. the same person. Yeah. Um, which maybe that has implications, but you don't really see anything with which, her. But her like being in this movie was of zero consequence. Kind of pointless. She did not need to be in this film. It was, uh, here's a new character. We're going to use her. Didn't need to be, and it could have been anyone else playing that character as any other type of character. So I was thinking about this and how the movie's two hours and 42 minutes long, and I was thinking about what they could have trimmed off, and at first I couldn't really think of anything. I was like, everything felt like it needed to be in there. That's probably what they could have trimmed off. I don't think we needed the whole agent subplot. Could have got rid—I mean, I get they wanted to bring the Everett Ross character back, maybe. The, yeah. the white—you don't need—you don't need I'll those I'll be honest, characters. Ty, hand up, safe space. I don't know who that is. He's in the first one. He was like their U.S. contact when they came to America. Forgettable? He was okay. He's been in some other things, too, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't remember who he was. Um, Bring me back Agent Coulson. He almost dies, and sure, he saves him, and he's like the first. They have to take him back to Wakanda to save oh, him. Oh, that's right. He's like I the first they, dude they were to like, see Get Wakanda. this white boy some help or something like that. Yeah. They say that, and it was like a funny moment. Yep. Very funny. Okay. I remember him now. But honestly, like they probably could have cut that bullshit. Easily. Could have got rid of all of that, and it would have been much better, and I would have liked it more. <laughs> uh, because you just, just – it's not needed. No. And and I think, again, you get to this point where it's multiverse, and there's so much going on. Like, you eventually just have to find a way to start telling isolated stories. Otherwise, it's going to be like, well, why isn't this character here, and why didn't this person oh, yeah. show up? Like, that's that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, This did a very good job outside of those agents, like, being its own thing. Yeah. Like, it was a conflict between these two characters, and it made sense that it was isolated and no one knew about it. Because the whole fucking thing was no one should have known about Namor and that character. And Wakanda's already, like, the whole thing was, like, they aren't open to the world like they said they are going to be now because of what happened. So, like, it made sense for the story to be isolated the way it was and and disconnected from the MCU, and I liked that. Why don't you give us our synopsis, Ty? I can't scroll over. Already at 25 minutes. Is this cut? No, we're rolling. Where do we put our commercial break? Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. 
It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, and Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. Black Panther, Panther, Wakanda forever. Again, they could have just removed Everett Ross from the synopsis as well. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda forever, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, 95% audience score. Um, yeah. A um, little bit long, like we said. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I tweeted some very um, complimentary things about this film. Um, you always talk about your Twitter. I don't pay enough attention to your Twitter to know what you're saying. I know. You just don't. It's good you probably don't go on Twitter because Twitter's like, honestly, like, gives me major anxiety. And I don't know why I go on it so much. And it's a problem. And last, uh, I think, March, I took the entire month off of Twitter. I think I'm just going to make that a yearly thing. Every March, I'm just going to uninstall Twitter and not go on it for a month. Counterpoint March Movie Madness. Or just March Madness, I apologize. I honestly, hand up, another safe space comment, don't give a shit about March Madness, never have. Really? Not a bracket guy? I mean, I fill fill them out, but, like, I don't know anything, and I just, like, it's kind of just bullshit, you know? Okay. I just, you feel like the type of, you fucking write about sports for a living, you seem like a guy who would like March Madness. I've never watched... that's a lie. I was about to say I've never watched a college basketball game from start to finish. I've only watched one college basketball game from start to finish, and it was when Duke played UCF and our former classmate Frank Burgess. I watched that game, game too. That's was, like the only fucking game I've watched. <laughs> it was Frank versus Zion. Yeah. That was the, and they almost shocked him. They almost upset him. That was the only game I watched. Yeah. I tell people all the time about how a guy I went to high school with played with Taco Fall. <laughs> That's true. And he's a, he's a, Taco Fall is a notable name, but he's like not big, but people know the name. Yeah, because he's like 6'12". That's fucking... That's that's seven. (laughs) You just said seven. (laughs) Did you see my Black Panther tweet? I did. It's kind of far down there. Yeah, it took me a minute. Found it. I also love the shameless plug of the pod underneath it. Go check Jason's Twitter at (laughs) Eacherides. I'll just say it right here, Ty. Yeah. Wakanda Forever is unlike any other MCU movie, a beautiful woven tribute piece to one of the most influential actors of our time while also being an emotional character dive surrounding... Surrounded around grief. Oh, and we got a kind of origin story of one of Marvel's coolest characters, that being Namor. Um, his people call him Kalukakankan. Namor. Like, no, Namor. Call him Namor. Like, Mia Moore? What's his? But no more. Kalukakankan? Namor. I'll be honest. Like, you're, you're just, like, making noises, <laughs> but it kind of sounds right. <laughs> like, it's pretty fucking close. Well, I know it was, like, Kalukakankan or something like that. So, I'm... 
like just, I don't know. It just, it just says it just says Namor. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. So this this film obviously kind of going into it, there was a lot of questions. Kuk Khan. It's K apostrophe U K apostrophe K A N. Kukukan Khan. I'm probably right. Kukukan. Kukukan. Oh, that's pretty fucking sick. That was a sick name. Oh God, making me cough. Um, no, but there was a lot of intrigue heading into this movie, just how they were going to handle the real life death of Chadwick Boseman and how they were going to move the story forward. And just, you know, we talked about last week and like, are they going to lean into it a lot? Are they going to not lean into it enough? And I said, I think they're going to do something in between. And I don't, I think they leaned into it a lot, quite frankly. Like it wasn't like he died. We're moving on. Like the entire film is about grief and overcoming grief and learning to live with the grief and everything. And, you kind of sprinkle in this Namor origin story conflict in there. And like at points can, I think it could have felt disconnected at points, but I think the way they did it, it wasn't like I could see if they don't do this right. Where it being like, you kind of have Shuri grieving and like this kind of Chadwick thing going on. But then you also are trying to introduce this character. Cause you know, I believe this was going to be a very similar movie. If Chadwick was alive, like it was going to be, you know, because it was Chadwick's decision, T'Challa's decision to, um, you know, tell the world about um, vibranium and all that stuff. Yeah. So it, I think we were going to get the exact same movie with it just being Chadwick Boseman instead of, mm-hmm. you know, Namor. And of course, we would have had different kind of internal battles and everything, and you know how the final fight would have played out and all that stuff. It would have been different, you know, because the whole thing with Shuri was like learning not to hate, you know, or not hate, but like you know, because she was going to could have killed Namor, but didn't, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And it would have been different with T'Challa, but, you know, I think we got kind of the similar kind of movie of wanting to introduce Namor and kind of do this conflict. But they added this Chadwick thing, and it could have been really disconnected and disjointed, and I don't think it was. I thought it was uh, put together, woven together very nicely. Yeah, I, I this movie, like you said, this movie's fully about grief and how to handle and, and get through a loss um, and that kind of stuff. And it's done very well and very sincerely. Um, I think, like we said, it it's, was a question on how they were going to handle the Chadwick situation, and, and they addressed it, I think, as head-on as you possibly can with yeah. what really happened in real life, Yeah, where he got sick and there was no cure for the sickness, and he died. Yeah. And it's just, it's as right there as it can be. It's very much like, look, this is what happened to him. This is what happened to his character. Yeah, for sure. And I wonder what the original kind of concept was, because... Um, Michael B. Jordan's character, who shows back up in this, yeah. um, burned all the the flower. I can't the moon blossom. What what was it called? Heart shaped herb. The heart shaped herb. He burns all that. You know. So in this film, you know, they can't treat Chadwick uh, <laughs> T'Challa because they don't have the heart shaped herb anymore. So obviously, he burned it in the first one for other reasons. Like they didn't do that to set this up. Obviously. So yeah. I almost wonder if we were still gonna, you know, because like you said, that always kind of felt like they were gonna set up Shuri. Um, so maybe we would have got a, a T'Challa death in this, you know, and then maybe Shuri fights and then they bring him back to life, whatever. Like we could have got a Shuri Black Panther no matter what. That could have always been in the cards. And then, you know, they obviously had to pivot and everything. But, yeah, they, they addressed it head on, like you said, like literally the movie starts and it's T'Challa's, you know, dying of a sickness and she can't cure him. And then it's a year later and, you know, it's all the grief and it's the funeral and everything. And it's very much this like they address the loss of that person and that character and and that actor and then there's time just like there is in real life where it's been a little while since he's passed and you see these people now a year later you know in in the universe Mm -hmm. 
dealing with this loss. And it's it's emotional because you watch it and there's some scenes where the characters break down and you know that like that's also very, very realistic emotions that you're seeing. Yeah. Creating this film that was with this very, you know, important, incredible person that is no longer here to continue on this franchise. And that kind of stuff hits you, dude. It makes it feel that much more real, and it's it's done so well in this movie to where it feels sincere. It doesn't feel like they did it for come watch our movie and let's sell tickets. Like This was a movie that was made from the heart with the directors and people in it, and you feel that throughout. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't even – I can't really even add to that. It's just they did a great job of taking a real-life event, like you said, and just – it was a tribute film, you know? I mean, the whole yeah. – that's not the point of the film. I guess that that's part of the point. You know, they were going to make a Black Panther 2 no matter what. But um, it is a tribute film, not just to the T'Challa character, not just to Chadwick, but kind of what he represents and everything. And, you know, his death was very secret. I mean, his condition was very secret. Um, you know, I'm reading this thing. It said a handful of people knew about it. So maybe Kevin Feige might have had an idea. Who knows? You know, it says a, a handful of people, non-family members knew about it. So. Yeah. I um, doubt it. I I think that's kind of with this too. Like they said, oh, he didn't say anything until it was too late. Yeah, it wasn't in the public eye. No one knew anything about it. Like he kept it to himself. And uh, again, they they fucking handle it well. I don't think they had any plans for this. I think this film was going to be Chadwick dealing with um the consequences of his actions and revealing this to the world and what they have, and then people stumble upon Namor and their city who are also using this resource. And I think, sure, maybe down the line they had a plan for Shuri to recreate the heart-shaped herb in the lab. Because that makes sense. Super smart character directly mm-hmm. connected to it. And I think eventually we get Shuri as Black Panther. But I don't think we were – their plan was to get rid of Chadwick's character. I, I don't think no, that was no, ever yeah. their goal. I'm saying – but in the film, I was saying maybe they would have – that would have been an excuse to get a Shuri Black Panther in this film was – he dies in Black Panther 2, but then he comes back because she makes the heart-shaped herb. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because um, my, my bold prediction I told Riley was before the film started, I, I said, Shuri's not going to be the only Black Panther. That was my oh. bold prediction. I thought she was going to somehow bring back uh, what's-his-name from the dead. Which he came back. He did. I, I enjoyed that Jordan's scene. character. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed that scene. My theory was she was somehow going to bring him back. I don't know how. From the uh, Doesn't make any ancestral sense. Ancestral plane. Well, Chadwick dies in the first one, or T'Challa dies in the first one, and they bring him back, so I don't know. Not dead. Wasn't he dead? He, I don't know. He had he... no powers and fell off a cliff. They don't ever explain it. That's right. That was one of our biggest cries yeah. with Black Panther 1. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> you, you strictly say he is stripped of his powers, and then he falls north of 100 feet off a cliff. <laughs> um, Let's jump into the scale, Ty. Plot slash story, Jay. Talk to me. Okay, I went back and forth with this. A few different scores I gave it. The number I landed on. So when I, you know, just this movie's unlike any other kind of Marvel movie, you know, in the sense of the real life things that they were kind of paying tribute to and the way they addressed it. And it's this doesn't follow the same kind of Marvel formula, I don't think, at least. Like, and as much as someone as someone who eats the Marvel slop, um, you know, I, I think it can get predictable at times. And like, while I didn't cry in this film, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how I didn't cry. I almost cried in the black Adam scene where it showed him dying. Um, it hit me a couple times. Like I was sad. Don't get me wrong, but like, no opening credits before homie said crying emoji. Oh, just dead silent. All the things that Chadwick got me. 
And then the end, again, where you feel that emotion through Shuri no, sitting there crying, sure. saying goodbye. And it's very real. Like, she's that actress is also saying goodbye to probably a very good friend. For sure. As that someone who me. bawled his eyes out yeah. in Fast and the Furious 7, <laughs> um, I don't know why I didn't. I don't know. I don't know if it was just, like, such a shock I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I, it was very sad. I, I, it's not that I didn't feel sad. But anyways, you know, you have those moments and, like, we look at a movie like Love and Thunder where a character has cancer and dies of cancer at the very end and, like, it's kind of lighthearted throughout and like, yeah. doesn't really seem to hold that much emotional weight even in the most emotional part of the film. Whatsoever. Um, and this doesn't have that. Like, it has that emotional power. It's kind of a character, a, a slow s- story of Shuri kind of accepting grief and everything and while also introducing Namor, kind of knocking out two birds with one stone, um, for lack of a better phrase. And I just think... The climax of this movie, you don't have your typical, like, she loses the battle and then she comes back. I guess technically Namor, quote-unquote, won that, you know, that 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 60% through the movie superhero battle where the villain wins, but then the heroes rally back. Yeah. Um, I guess technically Namor winning that was supposed to be that, but, like, it, it didn't follow that formula. Like, in the whole moment, what I kind of really liked about this film, it's, like, her suiting up as Black Panther, becoming the Black Panther, like, while it was a big moment – that wasn't the moment. The moment was learning to kind of be like her brother and be noble and not be like uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, who I keep forgetting Killmonger. his name. Killmonger. Thank you. Yep. Um, and just the way they handled that and, you know, turned a real-life tragedy into a tribute to the, the character and the guy behind the character. I gave it a 16, Ty. I thought there was depth to this story. I thought it had its superhero elements, but um, I liked it. I gave it a 16. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Also gave it a 16. Um, you, you you talk about it well with the her becoming a superhero isn't the big part of the movie. Yeah. Like that happens and she shows up and they're like, oh, shit, we got a hero now. And then you just kind of move past it and you continue on until there's that big. Um, well, I guess that is the ancestral plane scene is right then when she talks to Killmonger. Yeah. I mean, that's an emotional moment, and that happens, and it has weight to it, but then it's her struggle with the ideas that are but that was brought the, forth because of that. The emotional weight and everything was that scene with Killmonger. I'm saying the big scene wasn't her suiting up as Black Panther. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and I, even then, I think it's that introduces that internal struggle that she's more like the villain of the first movie than the person she's grieving over and who she loved. She didn't yeah. see that person. She saw the person who was more a resemblance of what she is now. Yeah. Did you think we were going to get any sort of, I, I don't think they would have done a CGI Chadwick. I thought they were maybe going to like do his voice or something. I really did think they were going to do something. You know what I mean? Um, did I you think that I did. I didn't know if it was going to be like old footage that they had from the first one still of him, like in the lab or something like, yeah, a way for it to, for him to show up. Even if she just, like, looks at something and he's there and then she looks away and looks back and he's gone and it's just, yeah. like, she saw him. Um, but I I like how they handled it. Yeah. I like what they did with everything. Like, it, it worked well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like how that's the emotional moment is learning, you know, how to properly handle shit and not feel betrayed by the world um, for your loss. Um, everything works good. The Namor character and that whole thing, like you said, there isn't really a villain. It's just two opposing sides. Yeah. Whereas one side isn't necessarily more right than the others. Kinda, but not really like, I don't know. I feel like anything Namor is kind of, you thought well, he should have waged no, war on everyone. The war, the yeah. world. 
He's protecting his people. Now, America again, does it. Yeah, I'm. You're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong at all. Is this just a, a a metaphor for America and Russia? Oh, just two. Who's Russia? Superpowers. I, whatever your interpretation is, Ty. Oh, okay. These are the two like MCU superpowers. It seems like. Yeah. They both have vibranium. Really pissed off. Went to McDonald's. They have the like toys. Um, Rochelle got a Namor toy thing just because she has them like on her desk as little collect like little little figurines. Has a vibranium staff. Saw that two weeks ago and was like, "That's a spoiler." <laughs> Why does he have that? He shouldn't have that. I saw the guy loading up all the stuff into a McDonald's freezer a few weeks ago when I, I went and got some McDonald's breakfast. McDonald's freezes stuff. Yeah, you, of it's course they freeze stuff. It's a joke. No, it was just a bunch of boxes, and it had, like, the names of all of it. Yeah. Like, it was, like, frozen sausage patty. Or not frozen sausage patty, but it was, like, <laughs> sausage patties. And, like, he just had a bunch of boxes stacked up. Like, he just got delivery, and he was walking them in. And I was like, should I go take a box of just something? I bet that shit would be so good. And then just stash it. Like, it was a big box, yeah, too. One of the boxes was, uh, it was said Black Panther Happy Meal boxes. I was like, that's the one to take. Oh, yeah. What am I going to do with 500 just Black eBay. Panther Happy Meal boxes? Amazon. Dropship. <laughs> I, did I say 16? I'm right there with you. Yeah. I like the story. I like what they did with the characters. The Riri Williams was kind of a detour, and I think if you're trying to shorten this movie up, you don't introduce that character. You don't go to the school. You don't find that person. Yeah, but I liked her. I liked her, too. If you have to cut time off of it. Yeah. I liked the character. I liked the scenes with her. Um, she was very entertaining. Added some comedic relief to a emotional movie, for sure. She still had a, re- a reason, though. They didn't just go to the school to find her she was the scientist no a million percent yeah the vibranium that exposed no more you gonna say his name like that more yeah that was a pretty badass i looked up like the origin story of namor and like his name was not as badass as that like his name was cooler yeah spanish for no love or whatever just this fucking kid who just kills people and has (laughs) no love in his heart that's fucking sick also is his little wings gonna grow back his little his little foot wings they they did she slashed them. Oh. Yeah, they'll grow back. <laughs> they regenerate? Yep. Regenerative? I'll say, I can confidently say that. That's a weakness of his. If you could literally just slash it, because those wings are small. They're like Kevin Durant's Achilles. Again, man, Achilles is, it's literally your Achilles heel is like the metaphor for your weakness. That's still his weak. Like, everyone's weakness is their Achilles heel. It just happens to have wings. <laughs> That's nothing crazy. I think you fucking, you fuck up Captain America's Achilles, he's going to be limping around the battlefield also. <laughs> fair like that's it's just it gains more attention because his achilles grew wings yeah (laughs) doesn't make it any more detrimental if it's damaged it's a good point that's a good point so he also called black panther the uh, strongest person on the planet or whatever he said in the the end end of the movie do you agree with that did he yeah he was like you know the black panther could have killed me you know that's the strongest person on land she didn't kill me because she eventually will need me or something like that did he say strongest? Well, not strongest man, but strongest person. Yeah, he said something like that. Or most powerful, maybe. Who's left? Hulk? Yeah, fucking Ooh, Professor Hulk. Was You know what made me sad? He's a nerd, yeah. What? What? I, I got a time hop like three days ago. It was the first looks of She-Hulk. Okay. And it was the, you know how they made that fake little trailer? Or not trailer, commercial where it's Bruce Banner as Bruce Banner, not as Professor Hulk? No. Oh, well, it was in, like, episode eight. It was just, like, a fake – because you know how they toyed around with it and everything. Um, yeah, it was just, like, a fake little thing where it was, like, supposed to be, like, an 80s law commercial. But that was one of the screenshots they released a year ago, and I quote tweeted said, so happy to see Professor Hulk, like, them getting off of this in the <laughs> series. <laughs> you fucking get played, dog. <laughs> so, fuck. He wasn't Hulk to start it, though. 
He was normal in the car before they got in the accident. That's right. People forget. We went away from Professor Hulk for a very short amount of time there. I forgot. Yeah. People forget. You included. I don't know who else is on land. Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. New Captain America slash Falcon. You could fuck him up. She could fuck him up, no problem. Respectfully. Oh, yeah. Winter Soldier. um, Red Guardian. The whole Thunderbolts. She could fuck all of them up. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's still a lot. People don't know he exists. Well, they know. They know Spider-Man exists. They just don't know who Spider-Man is. They don't know Peter Parker exists. Yeah. That's right. I don't know. You think Namor knows about um, spider people <laughs> down there? Like he's like the, the strongest person. He just on watches w- the news. Yeah, like he's, he's, she's the strongest person on land. Like, how many people have you met? And he's like, <laughs> like five today. <laughs> like not yeah, a lot. Yeah, where was Namor during if his whole thing is protecting his fucking people? Why didn't he protect yeah. his people against Thanos? He did, literally snapped. didn't want to expose himself. Yeah. Does he know about the blip? Did his people get? They had to get blipped. It was all. They life. did. Yeah, all life. 50% of his people gone. This also felt disconnected because they just didn't touch on that at all. <laughs> just did not mention the fact of any of that, anything that has happened prior. Yeah. And just like, hey, he's been there the whole time. I know we had everyone for did this Namor battle. Did Namor get blipped? No more. Did could've, he get blipped? Could have been gone. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm going to say no. No blip for Namor. No blip for Namor. Confirmed. <laughs> visual cinematography, Ty. Why don't you start us off? Ooh, I know visuals, you hated the suit, so. I fucking hated the suit. Suit was awful. Not only hers, Okoye's and the other Dormelage character. Terrible suits. I didn't mind um, them. I thought they looked just as quality as Iron Man. CGA. Gross. Even Iron Man suits towards the end felt real rubbery. <laughs> Less iron, more. Well, yeah, because they started getting skin tight. <sighs> yeah, not great. Um, you could tell he got tired of the really big fucking wearing the shit. And they're just like, look, just fix it. And post. <laughs> um, that being said, I really liked the underwater city. And, and mm-hmm. how different it looked from other stuff. Someone made a great point to whereas you watch Aquaman and the cities and stuff are lit up by like a bunch of random shit. There's a bunch of different light sources and everything. Whereas this, he has, it's a sun underwater and it's one singular light source. So it looks dark, but that's how it would look with that one singular light source and the style he did. And it just, it looks really, really nice. Um, Not called Atlantis like it is in the comics. True. I didn't know it was called Atlantis in the comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how that looked. I think the battle scenes and everything looked a lot better and a lot less shitty than the first one. Um, couldn't stand the suits. The suits looked fucking terrible. Even the Black Panther suit didn't love very much. Um, and I finished with a score, and then there's one cinemat- uh, cinematic scene that they added in that really just pissed me off, so I dropped it down because I was in between both of these. Um, it's the fact when she's creating her Ironheart suit. And we get cutbacks between Shuri trying to figure out the heart-shaped herb and her making her suit for the battle. And she's using a torch. And she cuts out a metal heart with the torch. Mm-hmm. As if that's like, oh, she's Ironheart and that's going to be part of her suit. And then we cut to her suit and it's just the most professionally fabricated thing you've ever seen <laughs> in your entire life. Nowhere is there a jagged cut Ironheart on that suit. That suit was 3D printed. Um, it's ridiculous. It was so cheesy. And this is the iron heart character cutting out an iron heart. It was stupid. Don't do that. Be better than that. Marvel finish with 15. Okay. So I have my score here, Ty. Okay. And I'll be honest. Don't know why I have my score where it's at. 
You have no justification. That's why you wanted me to go first so you could think through. And this is, just to be clear, before the pod, we're talking, and you're talking about how you do your score right after you see it, and then you'd make multiple tweaks, and you look at everything, and you adjust it, and yet here we are, nearly an entire week later, six days since watching the film Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. and you don't know why that score exists. (laughs) Well, look, because the score's pretty high, but I can't tell you why it's high. That feels like it shouldn't be high then. Like, you do you, and Let's your see. score is going to be your score. What things did I like about this movie visually and cinematographically? Um, action sequences were great. Liked a lot of the action. I liked the underwater city. I liked the action. I feel like there was a specific scene I liked, but now I don't remember it. Okay. That's usually good. I liked how the people were blue, but then they turned back to skin color when they went underwater. Thought Interesting. That was cool. Like that. Um, I liked their character design overall like um you didn't costumes and stuff you said you liked the atlantis or whatever well not atlantis but atlantis which i also agree with yeah um yeah man i don't know i just you're gonna make your score what you're gonna make your score and i'm not gonna change that good music was good (laughs) music was good i will great soundtrack rihanna dropped a banger for this film came out of retirement she did if there's a movie to come out of retirement for, it's Wakanda Forever. I can respect that. Oh, man. So I'm just going to think about the fight scenes and everything then. I, I Bridge I, fight scene. Let's go. Fights Dora Milaje after the car mm-hmm. chase and they crash. What are your thoughts? They used a lot of slow motion in this. They did? Okay, I think. Okay, now I'm starting to think of why I liked it, but I shouldn't like it as much as I do, so I'm going to make a change. Okay. Um. No, yeah, there was just like a lot of creativity with the action. Um. And what they did, like with the the slow mo, and they did some other stuff. And again, I, I'm sorry for not remembering this hour was two hour. This movie was two hours and forty two minutes. But I remember throughout, like, oh, that was a unique way to film this. That was a unique shot. You know, this, that, and the other. So, um, I think I'm just gonna stay at a sixteen. Okay, but it feel, was higher than that. You feel calm? How much higher? Too high. Two points. <laughs> Three points. Oh my god, <laughs> that's very high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of it looked good. You can't get past the CGI suits looking like Gosh. shit. I didn't hate them as much as you. Um, go back and look at screenshots. You watch this on your TV, this movie gets an 8 because of those suits. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's Again, there's some really, really cool cinemata- you know, cinematic shots of the underwater city and, and what they did with that. The costume design is wonderful. Um, I like when they attack Wakanda and, and Namor shows up. And the fight scene there of them, like, you know, a full war before the final act. Yeah. Um, I, I like it. They did a lot of good in this and a lot of emotional moments and close-ups. And the silence. I, I think the music was really good. The silence was even yeah. better. I think that was more so my logic for the 19. And I should dock it a little bit for the, the visuals and the VFX being bad. But kind of like certain filmmakers in the MCU have a style. Certain just kind of blend into the what everyone else does james gunn has a specific style and how he does things yeah uh, taika has a specific style whether you like it or not um <laughs> um ryan coogler you could feel his hands over this this didn't feel like a let's just hire whoever and let kevin feige pretty much call the shots from yeah. the executive suite like he's andrew friedman it was like ryan coogler made a movie and the way they they address the emotional things and you know and everything that way was good but yeah i guess I'll stay at a 16. Yeah, no, and I, I again, I think that's accurate on the score. I will say it's very much like 
you can tell that Kevin Feige and Marvel is stepping back from Marvel, turning everything into generic Marvel shit. Or so we hope. Um, well, at least the movies. You, Multiverse of Madness. Well, yeah, they have had their own unique spins. You're right. They allowed the director to do their thing and, and create his movie with Multiverse of Madness. And then, again, this, it's Ryan Coogler made a wonderful first film. Very influential. Did a lot of things. This is his comic book movie. And and that works very, very well here. Um, I, I love me a good silent scene. The emotion <laughs> hits so much heavier when it's a dead silent theater. Yeah. Um, works much better when a dickhead doesn't yell out crying emoji. A lot of title cards. <laughs> fucking love title cards, Jake. <laughs> so many title cards. I knew where we were every time we fucking jumped somewhere in this film. <laughs> it makes it so much easier. Um, I need a title card explaining me who the random white government agent person is that shows up in the next film that I don't remember. Uh, agent Ross. But there's probably, there's probably another now. one. Is he in jail now? What ended I up happening? I fucking with him? remember. No, they ki- they they freed him. He's in Wakanda. I don't know if he's in Wakanda, but they freed him. Remember, he was getting put to jail, and then the freaking who freed him? The the Dora Milaje. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, technically not the Dora Milaje anymore, but whatever her new name is in that new suit. With the suit? Yeah, I think so. Someone okay. freed him. Remember, he was in the back of that that truck, and the tree was falling, and the guy had to get out, look at it, and then he oh, got. Oh yeah, yeah. He is free. He's a free man. Great. So excited for that. Um, key elements. <laughs> now, if we're doing key elements in the terms of is this a Marvel movie, traditional Marvel movie, it's not going to get a 20. But you know what? I'm not doing it based on that. I'm doing it based on the – obviously, it being a tribute piece to Chadwick and the emotional kind of elements behind it, to use the word that's literally in the category name, um, and the action, obviously, and the not trying to be funny, but like the subtle – you know, just Marvel little quips that yeah. this has. Um, mostly Riri Williams, um, which I liked. I like they they kind of had her be like comedic, but they didn't like try too hard with some of the other characters. Like sometimes they might do. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the action, like you know, I thought the action was as good as it needed to be. I thought the the whole it being like a character kind of arc and everything, and the Namor introduction and kind of his slight character arc. I guess we get. Kind of has an arc, but still kind of wants the same thing at the end. I don't know. He just chills out. Yeah. I think he's like, look, in the end, this is what's going to happen, but I won't be so. Like, I'll fucking, I'll calm down for a bit. <laughs> like, we can chill. Um, And they introduced him, and they introduced his kind of world, and I thought all that was great. I give it a 19 for Key Elements, Ty. Again, I think Ryan Coogler kind of has his, his touch on this movie. You could feel his pulse in it, and I think that kind of lends itself to a high Key Elements score. Yeah, I, I think if you go into this, say you live under a rock and you don't know all the shit with Chadwick Boseman and you go into this expecting a Marvel movie, you'll be disappointed. Just realistically, I don't think the action and the the Marvel style yeah, not, is yeah. this film. That's not what this is. No. With that being said, it's a very much an emotional movie with action. You know, it ties those storylines together. And for what it was, it... it, it accomplished that very very effectively it's it's dealing with grief throughout we haven't even touched on the the um queen her her name being i, I cannot angela bassett um mm-hmm. that character i'll touch on her in a minute and the emotional moments and the performance she gave of just losing everything losing her husband losing her son thinking she lost her daughter in this movie and and all of that like there's so many moments that just hit so so well um the villain was 
good. The action was good. There was comedy. It wasn't necessary. They didn't force it throughout because that's not the type of movie they're trying to make. I finished with an 18. Um, it, it It's a very high score. It's not an 18 for Marvel. It's an 18 for Ryan Coogler, if that makes sense, and, and what he was trying to do. Um, it's, it's emotional. It, it works. There is action, and the action is done well. Could have been better, and maybe that's how you get a higher score in this category. Um, I think you figure out how to use the water-based character a little bit better in a future film. Give me some more cool action sequences with that. Fight in the water. I want, that would just be too easy. I want M'Baku, M'Baku to have superpowers. You like M'Baku, don't you? I do. I enjoyed him in the first one. I want more of him. You want him to be the next Black Panther? He's king. He's King Wakanda. I don't know. I like that character. I like that actor. Um, he just kind of gets fucked up. He was rocking a wooden stick to start the film before breaking it. <laughs> I like that. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. Um, well, you're talking about a character you like, Ty. Why don't you tell me your character score, what you thought of the characters in this film? Characters. So the main character is very, very, very much Shuri. Um, it's Letita yeah. Wright in, in the lead, and she is followed throughout this film. I'll be honest. She, she did okay for me. I, okay. I wasn't blown away by her performance. I don't think her... Acting was Oscar-worthy. She did okay. With that being said, I really liked Namor. Um, I liked that character and the subtlety to it. Um, I liked uh, Nakia and that that little bit. I liked Okoye. I liked M'Baku. The, the mom was the best actor in this. Incredible performance. Aggressively emotional throughout. Um, she did. I, I know this is Marvel and it never gets any praise. If anyone deserves Oscar love, it's her. Ah, you bastard. Um, and, and you bastard this <laughs> stole your, you let me go first. That's on you. You gave me the court. <laughs> um, this feels like the type of film that could, it's not going to maybe best director type thing. If they show love for him and what he did, I don't think so. If there anything, it's best supporting actress for her. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 17 out of a 20. Well, I mean, if the first one was nominated for best picture. Yeah. I think this one's better than the first one. And I think uh, so far the competition hasn't been that big. Okay. I mean, I know we got your movie. Which movie? Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Also, The Northman. Don't think I forgot about it. Made a note. Told you it was going to be nominated. Stupid. Weird fucking. And Glass Onion. I see a lot. Is Glass Onion on theaters? Are we waiting until it's on Netflix? Because I see people talking about it on Twitter. You're the schedule man. Uh, Yes. I know it releases early. Glass Onion. I had it on here somewhere as like a question mark, question mark. Then we said fuck it and just waited till it's coming out on Netflix, December twenty eighth. Okay, it does come out one of these next few weeks though. So you did steal my thunder though about Angela Bassett. Yeah. Not only I think you said she's like the most deserving if you're going to give it to a Marvel person. I don't see how you don't give her a nominee for best supporting actress in this. I'm sorry if this was not a a Marvel movie, if this was just a whatever movie, I don't know how you could not make it a Marvel movie. It's a superhero, but <laughs> you know, like the emotion in her performance and some of the monologues she has and just the things that bleed through the acting performance by her is it's spectacular. Now, is it deep dive kind of, you know, like some of these best picture, best actor, actress and actor winning? Maybe not, but like, I, I just don't see how you see her performance and not think it, deserves some sort of nominee unless you just are instantly against marvel movies like 
this is one of the best performances and you know maybe i'm being hyperbolic because it's the latest marvel movie i've seen but like i feel like this is one of the best performances i've seen from a, a character in a marvel movie like just a singular character like i think of like singular characters i liked performances wise as much as this i think of like killmonger in the first black panther say, another black panther one yeah. like it's almost like um ryan coogler kind of just like gives his guy you know gives his team the ball and just like hey go make me a shot like yeah let's let you kind of deliver these emotional you know and in the first one you know a lot of the emotion is dri- driven from the very real kind of you know the i don't want to say racial tensions but you know kind of that kind of you know you had the, the ability to protect us all this time and you didn't and obviously like us against the system all that kind of stuff from uh Killmonger, which made it so powerful and feel so real, whereas this performance is so powerful and so real because of another real life event with the death of Chadwick Boseman. Like I just thought it was, it was phenomenal. Like you said, Shuri was Shuri to me. I she actually, um, what's her name? The actress Latita Wright. Yes, Latita. She did kind of um, do better than I expected her to do. I will be honest. Yeah. Um, as a lead in a big movie like this. And um, I don't think you ever intended for her to be the lead of the franchise like right away like this. Yeah. So her stepping up to that, like it was it was a good enough performance. Fucking Namor? I fucking love Namor. Namor. I he's just he's a badass. I thought the actor did a great job. I thought kind of his motives and motivation and just his character as a whole, like, fits really nicely in this film and just fits really nicely as like the anti hero that Marvel doesn't have right now and like I just think I think it's you know we we talk about these great Marvel movies we love to have great villains and like again he's not necessarily a villain villain but like you know he his role in this is just as important um, he's just good he's just really good yeah for sure um, and Baku I kind of like as well yeah. I really liked Riri Williams as well I know you she said you could have cut her but I thought like again I knew nothing about her and just her quippiness and like her. She says I'm about the girl's makeup on her head or pale ass head or whatever the hell she said. <laughs> it's wonderful. That shit was funny. That was great. Um, if I'm doing like, I don't know. I gave this an 18. I gave this an 18 out of 20. I thought we got an Oscar worthy performance. And in a Marvel film. In a Marvel film. It's very rare to say. And I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at like I don't know. If I do it based off my main character side character thing, the 18 score kind of breaks down a little bit. Yeah. But I'm giving it an 18. No, and and again, like looking at it, you said maybe it's not a deep dive, like. How often are supporting characters deep dives? Supporting characters have a limited amount of screen time unless you're Oscar chasing if, and make a main character categorized as a supporting if character. If fucking what's-her-name from The Power of the Dog can get a Best yeah, Supporting Actress just nom. Useless performance. Not her, but the fucking dickhead Jesse Plemons, too. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I thought you liked Jesse Plemons. Not in that film. Okay, but in general? Yeah, I don't mind him. <laughs> Not in that film, though. Oh, man. Didn't do anything. It's it's a wonderful 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 performance from her. I, I look forward to more stuff with Riri Williams. I think that performance was good. Um, and then yeah, no more. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful performance. And I like that. I like that you bring up the fact that it's a character that Marvel kind of needs right now. Yeah. Like you have these pow- powerful characters, but like when you look at it, they're all kind of like good mm-hmm. and like not. I mean, I, there's a couple. Like Winter Soldier is kind of redeeming. He's probably not going to do bad shit. Captain America's always been like Mr. Goody Two Shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just looking at like the uh, Thunderbolts lineup, maybe Florence Pugh will be the next closest kind of thing where she's kind of like, you know, she'll do some shit. Maybe she shouldn't. Mm, love me for some Florence Pugh. Her and Namor in a movie. Wonderful. I don't know how it makes any sense. Figure it out. Yeah. Last year, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. 
Power of the Dog nominee. Who won? Ariana DeBose for uh, West Side Story. Never watched that. Fuck. Me neither. Angela Bassett, I, I mean, Lock of the Century nomination, right? I would hope so. It's got to be. She's so good in this. It's a very good performance. Very emotional. And again, it's backed by the fact that it's very real emotion that you're seeing put to screen. Okay, so Variety.com, which is a website I have cited multiple times for their um, predictions, Oscar predictions. Um, it predicts the five nominees to be Jesse Buckley from Women Talking. Okay, never even number heard of one. It. All right, number two, Angela Bassett, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Fuck yeah. Number three, Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Forgot the that IRS that was, agent. You I, say that name, I didn't associate her with that film. I don't. I She's in it. She deserves it. Not even close to Angela Bassett's performance. And then four and five. I mean, it's movies we haven't seen. It's Carrie Condon and the Banshees of In Sharon. And Banshees of Ed Sheeran? Yeah. <laughs> and Charmaine Bingwa of Emancipation. Yeah. Easily the best supporting performance by an actress I've seen this year. I agree. The Within the Lines Oscars? I, yeah. She's the only nomination at this point. <laughs> Improve it. Oh, man. Yeah, she was great, man. So, if people are obviously giving her credit. So, best Fine. supporting actor not favorites. Can you guess those? Oh, best supporting actor. We've only seen one of them. Tom Hanks as Geppetto's got to be on that list. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've only seen one of them. Yeah. The Gray Man, I'm thinking Chris the Evans. Just a wonderful Miles Teller and Top Gun Maverick. No. Ah, fuck. No. <laughs> what is it? It's, um, oh gosh, what's his name? I lost it, sorry. Um, but the table just disappeared. No. It's the dad from Everything Everywhere All At Once. K. Hu- K. Okay. Kwan. Yeah. Great performance. I think that's how you say his name. The other people, I mean, the Banshees of Ed Sheeran, the Fablemans, Emancipation, <laughs> and the Good Nurse. I, we haven't seen any of those. Are we going to have to watch really like lame, boring movies for Oscars this year? Because in past years, it was like there was a couple, but the rest were like good movies. Yeah. This feels like like homework we're going to have to do. I, I mean, I looked at Best Actor. Number one is Brendan Fraser for The Whale, which I've seen the screenshots where he literally looks like a whale. Yeah. Um, I, I like me some Brendan Fraser. I won't mind watching But that. number two, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Now we got, what is the actual name of that? It's the Banshees of in Inishirin. Inishirin? Inish. Inishirin. In it's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Inishirin. <laughs> I don't know when this movie even comes out. It's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. It came out a month ago. Never heard of it. Colin Farrell. Um, Person I don't know. Person I don't know. Barry Keegan. From another wonderful Marvel movie. And also oh, Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to watch this movie, Ty. I don't know. Look. I love Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell makes everything he's in better. This is probably a mid-movie, and then they put him in the leading role, and it's getting some Oscar buzz. With a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. 249 reviews? Well, this will be, confidently, this will be one, especially with all the early nom predictions. We'll watch this when Oscar season rolls around. Oh, Ty, this is a movie that could strengthen our bond. It's set on a remote island off the west coast of Ireland. The Banshees of Ed Sheeran follows lifelong friends whose names I can't pronounce who okay. find themselves at an impasse when one friend unexpectedly puts an end to their friendship. The stunned other friend, aided by his sister, whose name I can't pronounce, and troubled young island Dominic, 
Islander, Dominic. I can pronounce that one. Okay. Endeavors to repair the relationship, refusing to take no for an answer. But the original friend who ended the relationship repeated efforts. Oh, no, sorry. But the, the one, the, the, the simp <laughs> friend's repeated efforts only strengthen his former friend's resolve when the former friend delivers a desperate ultimatum. Event swiftly escalated with shocking consequences. I need to know what that ultimatum is. I think we need to watch this. Okay, I'm in. Put it a lock for February. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this tonight. How about that? No, you're not. Bet, bet. I'm so confident that you're not gonna fucking. Yeah, it's do pretty that. late. You're you gonna walk so out late. there. Yeah, you're gonna like eat some dinner or something. And you're gonna be like, fuck this. I don't know how to watch it. Oh, it's on HBO Max. I think. Seriously? I think. I don't know. What are we reviewing next week? I know the answer to that. We're still reviewing that next What's week. What's that website you go to to see what it's on streaming? MovieRankings.net. MovieRankings.net. Not to plug another podcast. Plug Barstool, yeah. The it works very well. I mean. Banshees. Banshee. Oh, they haven't even reviewed this, so. Seriously? I don't see it. Interesting. Usually on top of their shit. Yeah, no results found. How embarrassing. Couldn't it be us. Should we beat them to it? <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure out how to watch it. Um, enjoyment, Ty. Let's let's wrap up the fucking movie we're actually talking about. Enjoyment. How much did you enjoy Black Panther, Wakanda Forever? It's a good movie. It's emotional. It hits you in the heartstrings. There's action. It's Marvel, but not really too Marvel. A little bit of comedy. It is slower. It's a very long film. It's emotional. I can't say this is going to be like a super fun rewatch. I definitely recommend it to people, though. Um, it's a very good movie, and I appreciate what it is. 17 out of 20. So, um, the HBO's first look of The Banshees of Ed Sheeran is on HBO Max, so it's not yet oh. on HBO Max. It's playing, I could have told you this on the IMDb page, now playing only in theaters, get tickets. Civic 12 Plaza, 9, 10 p.m. showing. That's Civic Plaza 12? Six minutes. You want to go? We can make End it. Pause you right live now. less than six minutes away. <laughs> Six minute walk from my fucking apartment to the. I think we have time for popcorn. <laughs> Riley gets so mad at me because if our movie's at nine o'clock, I leave here at like nine o'clock. And if it's like Black Panther, I don't. Yeah, it's got me into trouble. But like, if it's times. we're going on a Tuesday and I know it's not going to be busy, I will leave yeah. at the time the movie is showing. And she gets mad at me every time. She's like, like, "What if someone's in our minutes. seats?" No, like I'm like, "Then we tell them to fucking move." Yeah, we're like, "Hey, this is my seats. You figure it out." Like, I live so close. Why am I going to leave 30 minutes before the movie starts? It take literally takes yeah. us 45 seconds to get there. <laughs> I will say I'm glad that this is the, the pre-look is on HBO Max because that means the actual movie will definitely be on HBO Max come Oscar season. Yeah, most definitely. That'll be easy. My Black Panther Wakanda Forever score for enjoyment, Ty. I gave it an 18. I did. Um, I gave it the same score that I gave um, Love and Thunder for different reasons. Love and Thunder, a little bit more fun, a little bit more lighthearted, a little upsetting with gore. Could have got more gore. We didn't get more gore. Um, this was different. You know, it's not as rewatchable almost, and, like, some of the casuals might not like it as much because it is a little long and it's emotional. But I, I appreciate – I enjoyed it, first of all. But I appreciated the craft, the tribute piece, just like – it's a good piece of cinema, in my opinion. And, yep. you know, MCU, while I eat up the slop and I say Infinity War is the greatest movie of all time, do I really is. believe it? I don't know. Just kidding. I do. It's my favorite movie of all time. But, you know, I, I think MCU doesn't always churn out kind of like movies like this that feel sincere like, and 
just like great pieces of film standalone. Yeah. You don't need the entire big MCU. And I like it. I liked it a lot. And I ended with the final score after my tweak to visual cinematography. Unfortunately, I was at a 90, but we're now at an 87, which I feel a little sad about. It's very high. I wanted it to be a 90. Maybe that's why I had it at 19 for visuals. Now, here's the deal. You were holding me to a higher standard than yourself. Yeah. Because you wanted me to give this a better score than Eternals, which I gave an 89, which you didn't even give this an 89. Yeah, because I didn't overrate Eternals. I'm saying you, if you gave Eternals an 89, this is way better than Eternals. This should have got like a 94 on your scale. I think we can celebrate things without diminishing others. <laughs> that's what I think. I think I can sit here and say both of these films were wonderful. I gave Eternals a 76, so how about that? And that's probably too high because on my MCU movie rankings, I have Eternals all the way down at 20th. Out of how many films? Uh, 27. Haven't seen three of them. <laughs> Captain America low. 1 and 2 and Ant-Man 1. That's way too low. I finished with an 83 out of 100, um, putting us at an 85. Final score puts this film right at number, I lost it, 36 out of 100 and. 60, 156 films we've reviewed. What's the consensus score? Sorry. 85. Not bad. With the same as the original, the original Hunger Games, um, one point higher than Palm Springs, one point higher than The Dark Knight Rises. Nice. Um, which, okay, I don't hate that. Nice. It's in the likes of Argo, Encanto, Top Gun, Maverick. Why'd you skip over Soul? Soul, I'm, it's just, I'm just reading shit off, Jay. It is right there with Top Gun, Maverick, Ty. It is. Uh, Onward, Lion King. That's way too high. Original Lion King. That's much better. <laughs> that makes sense. How do we have those differentiated on here? We don't have the live-action Lion King on here. Oh, only I saw that. That's right. We didn't actually review it. Yeah. What a dog shit movie. That makes more sense then. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. So, two things. Number one, Black Adam is no longer a top ten movie of the year because this bumped it out of the top ten. Oh, okay. That <laughs> lasted a very long time. Thank it's you for that. It's a top eleven movie of the year. Okay. And number two, early votes are in, and Wakanda Forever is in my top ten of MCU films, Ty. Really? Just, it is, it is, and I I don't think I want to move it around. I haven't sat down in quite a while, made an MCU list. Well, I have my list that I have not changed, so maybe my opinions have changed, but I just haven't changed it. And then I'll just plop in the movies as we go along. So I, okay. I started it with probably Black Widow and Eternals. Which Eternals 20, Black Widow 21. I'm, I'm going to sit home. down. I think this is the last, outside of the Christmas special, MCU project of 2023. Mm-hmm. Or 2022. Yeah. Um, maybe before the end of the year, we just we rattle off our yearly and our updated MCU project ranking, including TV shows. Which is going to jump the list up significantly. Well, yeah, we got to do the same thing we did last year. and Yeah, a full breakdown of all the shows. Uh, stuff that came out, yeah. So I'll have to look. I will say, I think, I think the first one's better. I disagree. I think they're very, very close. It's a very solid one-two. I think I like the first one and the performance Chadwick gives and Michael B. Jordan. I like the lead more than I like Chadwick as T'Challa yeah. more than Shuri in this film. Um, I, I think that's what makes that one. I enjoy that one more. With that being said, really like Namor and, and what they did with this film. So This film booted Black Panther 1 out of my top 10. It was number 10. So maybe if that's the case, maybe Wakanda Forever is my 11th film on the year. Well, I have Wakanda Forever at 7. So. <laughs> okay. 
which <laughs> seems high, but based on my score, I don't know. I think you'll give it time to settle. You'll adjust your list appropriately. Maybe that's where it settles in still. We'll find out. Shang-Chi coming in at number six. Just saying. Great film. Wonderful film. Still very high on our list. No Way Home, the number two. Third Second favorite Marvel movie. Shang-Chi, third highest on our MC, yeah. uh, list, on our scale. It's a great film. Wonderful film. No Way Home, number two, though. Favorite MCU movie. So I'll let that settle with you while you think about that. I mean, you're not. Dog, I gave it a 94 out of 100. <laughs> what are you letting said? I gave it three points higher than you did. <laughs> Yeah. It's a good fucking watch. Yeah, it was. Uh, Armin White, the review is in. Um, yeah, and it's rotten. Yeah, so I just want to let you know he gave this a rotten. He gave a movie called Tar um, with Kate Blanchett a rotten, which has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. But before that, he gave uh, Raymond and Ray, which has a 44%, a fresh. Of course. And Peaceful, which has a 27%, a fresh. Why do I, why does Raymond and Ray sound familiar? What is that film about? That film is Ethan Hawke, Ewan McGregor, two notable people that I like. Doesn't have great reviews. Interesting. Mm. Half brothers Raymond and Ray reunite when their strange father dies. That's all you get. <laughs> Can you guess what Armin White's little snippet on Rotten Tomatoes is? Oh, who fucking knows, dude? Probably fucking forcing fucking culture and fucking, I don't know, something about building a border. (laughs) Has any other social group ever had its history diminished to comic book trivia and then encouraged to take that insult as a compliment? That's a question. Who? Who is your... I think, uh, I don't know. Like, like. African culture or Hispanic culture with no more. Um, Wakanda forever explores commercial politics. Fish culture. Um, Wow. The genius behind Black Panther Wakanda forever is the same kind of political genius found in LBJ's Lyndon B. Johnson's often disputed, but indelible prophecy. I'll have them swear words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. I'm quoting. I don't. I don't. I really don't quote. know. You would never use that in common day practice. That's a that's a quote from a president. Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson, Johnson, a president. Let me tell you, Jade. There's some presidents where, like, these people weren't actually presidents. Like these names are just made up. No one actually ran the country during this time. Um. Anyways, yeah, so he just goes on a tangent about how it's commercializing politics and, um, yeah. some. Oh, here's Nancy Pelosi. Um, if I were to say the name Calvin Coolidge, would you think president? Yeah. Don't fucking lie. No, I actually, I know Don't he was fucking president. Lie. I swear to, he's, like, known as one of, I think, the worst presidents or best presidents of all time. One of the two. What about Chester Arthur? No. Yeah, no fucking chance, dude. Uh, Millard Fillmore? That sounds like a comedian. I've heard of him, but that does sound like a comedian. This is wild. I don't know. Interesting Armin White review. I don't feel like reading it. Rutherford B. Hayes. Rutherford B. Hayes. Rutherford B. Hayes. Apparently you knew that one. (laughs) Rutherford? Benjamin Harris? Never heard of that guy in my life. Did I already say Chester Arthur? You did. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's a, how forgettable he is. What a fucking name. 
How about George Washington? Warren Harding. Never heard of him. Calvin, you really heard of Calvin Coolidge? Yes. No fucking chance a president. Like, if you were to ask me if there's ever been a Calvin president. No. There is this one guy who popped up on my YouTube recommendation for like a month. And it was like, he's like a history teacher. And he would pretty much like react to different like things. Like, okay. And like the one I watched was like reacting because it, it went viral. So it popped up on my recommendations and then I watched it and then he kept popping up. It was like reacting to Ben Shapiro's 10 worst presidents of all time and, and 10 best or something like that. And uh, it was funny because he just made like Obama and Biden like one and two worst presidents of all time. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, but no, Coolidge, I think he had like number three and the guy was like, oh, yeah, Calvin Coolidge was horrible. Like he was actually like, I think, or he was really good. I don't remember. One of the two. I can't imagine good. I think we would know the name Calvin Coolidge if he was really good. Worst president ever. I will say presidential talk um, reminds me of us bringing up your Twitter earlier. You got into beef with someone on Twitter very recently. I think it's your most recent tweet about uh, Russell Resp- uh, Westbrook. Westbrook. I-, I wouldn't really call that beef. But not really. It was just very casual conversation back and forth, and he's the line between if you're casual or not. Yeah. Um, the person you were arguing with on Twitter, not to brag, followed by Barack Obama. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, good old Brock may have seen you shitting on Russell Westbrook on his time. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. That's just... <laughs> What's up, Brock? Brock does love basketball. He could be in on the basketball talk, and that's why he follows that guy. What if that's Brock Obama's burner? Oh, shit. You <laughs> thought you were getting with Westbrook. You were getting in with the 44th president of the United States. <laughs> that would be sick. I would debate Barack Obama in, in hoops any day of the week. You think you could take the president, the former president of the United States? Nah, he'd fucking whoop my ass. In a ass. hoop central <laughs> conversation. He'd fucking whoop my ass. Talking about hoops? Oh, yeah. He's he's seasoned. He's done, like, nationally televised debates. Okay, but he's also a nerd. Like, nah, you're the Brock's president. Cool, man. Brock's he's cool. cool, but, like, is it more like he's the cool, like, I, he knows the key words to say to seem? Like, if you no, ask I him. I think he's actually cool. Like, politics aside, left, right, center, yeah. whatever. Like actually, he's cool got to be like the coolest president. At least, well, Clinton. It's got to be Clinton. <laughs> pretty cool too. There's no conversation. It's Clinton. But he's the coolest <laughs> dude. He just like smoked weed and had sex, and people are like, "Hey, you can't do that as a president." He's like, "Sorry." <laughs> like it's Clinton. That was. I don't even know if that sounded like Clinton, but it was funny. <laughs> in I don't in my head, that's either. exactly how. Oh, what the fuck is Clinton's first name? <laughs> Bill. I almost said. George. Is George Clinton someone? I think you're thinking of George Bush. <laughs> That's the president that followed Mr. Clinton. Oh, it's actually the president that came before and after Clinton. He's a George sandwich, presidentially. Well, is it's fitting that Clinton is surrounded by two Bushes, right? I'll be goddamned. Jay, what a great... I can't be the first one to make that joke. No, no chance, but... Oh, my god, That's gosh. wonderful. Random Rods made a movie review. I'm Armin White's review's out. It's in the bin. Um, I'll give you two. I, I okay. Sh- well, you told me to give you both of them. Yeah, I didn't think you would. Let's fucking do it. So, <laughs> this movie's name kind of has... I don't want to tell you it has a connection to Black Panther Wakanda Forever because it's a very loose, loose connection. I don't want you to overthink that part of it. Mm. But once I tell you the name and explain why I thought of this movie, it'll at least make some sense to you. Um, this review... I lost it. It's in French. Uh, les oh. internets and vers les... Or- um. Are you going to translate for me? Uh, Are you really is, reading no, a French no, review? No. no. Um, Jeffrey Chen of Window to the Movies. It's a rotten review. Okay. This is the movie equivalent to... of. <laughs> let me start over. This is the movie equivalent of trying to get someone to stop smoking by saying, 
don't smoke or you'll die instantly within 24 hours. Don't smoke or you'll die. I don't understand what that means. I don't know. Like, is that a bad way to make someone stop quitting? Or do you think like, just believe me. Is that like that you just got to believe me? Otherwise you're fucked. Matt Brunson of creative loafing said, could have benefited from the presence of say Ralph Macchio, Kobe Bryant, Clay Aiken, or Michael Jackson as a singing priest. What? What a combination. <laughs> Can I re- read that back, please? Um, Just the people. Could, oh, Ralph Macchio, okay, Kobe karate, Bryant. So time out. Karate Kid. Kobe Bryant. NBA superstar. Clay Aiken. Country singer. Or Michael Jackson. Now, I don't know Michael about... Ja- uh, there was a caveat to Michael Jackson, was there not? As a singing priest. Uh, religion i mean if there's any musical person who knows something about uh well so priest activities i was gonna say is i don't know about clay aiken or ralph macchio but obviously michael jackson had his controversies kobe had his thing back in the day yeah um, the colorado thing number eight kobe did correct is is that the common theme here did ralph macchio and clay aiken also have uh scandals ralph the karate kid easily could have pulled Whatever he wanted. He could have got himself uh, into let's trouble. Let's just go to Wikipedia and see if he has a controversy. Clay Aitkins is probably also religious. Um, so who knows? I don't see anything about uh, controversy. Hmm. So they just got looped in for no reason in that group. I'm looking at Clay Aitkins. When was this review posted? Don't tell me when the movie came out, but just when the review was posted. 2004. Oh. Really? Clay Aiken does not look what you think Clay Aiken looks like. Like is a skinnier white dude. I feel like I've seen Clay Aikens. I'm gonna look it up afterwards. This movie could have benefited from that, and also it's like telling someone to stop smoking or you're gonna die in 24 hours. Sure. Do you want some other reviews? 30 minutes or less. No. Fuck. It is the film the day after tomorrow. What does that mean? What does either of that mean? <laughs> I don't know. What are those reviews? That, that gave no context. I've have you ever seen Day After Tomorrow? No. Is that the one? Wait, is that the one that we had to do in video it's, productions? Yeah, it is. I've seen that clip. Me too. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like a global warming thing, and back then no one believed in global warming. So oh, that was like, a like you need to fix this now, like immediately it was change nope. everything. Fifteen years too early. Yeah. Or no, that's nope, the not mo- nope. Sorry. Um, don't look up. No, I know, I know what you're. Yeah, no, that's definitely it. That was like a go out and buy an EV tomorrow, or you're a piece of shit. Yeah, wow, that makes sense. I, I will never understand Michael Jackson as a singing priest. <laughs> I don't care what it's referencing. I don't care. How would that make this film better? This is like a disaster movie. And you wanted the Karate Kid and NBA superstar Kobe Bryant, Clay Aitkins, and Michael Jackson as a singing priest. Clay Aiken, not Clay Aikens. Uh, it's singular, not plural? Yeah, it's not plural. Clay with a C? This is like, um, oh, God, who's that athlete's name you always messed up? Oh, this is going to bug the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't think of it either now. <laughs> NBA player? It was an NBA player. I'm just going to need you to read a list of every active NBA player because you would always mess this guy's name up. And I don't remember, but it's was not it worth NBA, spending Was it NBA, though? was an NFL. I don't know. It was some name you always messed up. Was it Marcelo Zun? No, it was. Um, it was. No, uh, Ronald Acuna. You always said Ronald Acuna for a long time. So we got it wrong. It was an MLB player, but yeah, yeah. it was Acuna. Yeah. 
to see. Acuna, Sunya. Um, what do we got next week, Ty? That's Clay all I got Aikens for you. looks nothing. Clay, Clay Aiken looks nothing like what I'm expecting him to look like. See, I told you. There's a Clay Aikens. Aitkins. There's a plural Clay, you're saying? Clay Aikens. No, there's someone else. This can't be him, right? It's Clay Aiken. I'll be goddamned. This is another one of those guys where, like, they're famous, but I know, like, if I ran into him on the street, I could fuck this guy up. Okay. Confidently. Saying a lot from a 5'2 guy. Easily could fuck this guy up. Let's see how tall he is. Is he taller than 5'2? Because if so, he's taller than you. No, not true, for one. I just want to put that out there. Uh, for two, Clay Aikens. <laughs> Clay Aiken. Not that's Aikens. A skinny, <laughs> that's a skinny tall frame, though. He's 6'1". <laughs> Why do you call him Clay Aikens? I don't know. First pic- picture is a picture of him standing next to Donald Trump. I saw that. And I know that guy, but is I don't know Herschel his name. Walker? That's not. Interesting. All right, next week we have uh, Disenchanted. The sequel to Enchanted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's on Disney Plus. Streaming. Mm-hmm. Go uh, go watch the first one. Good Patrick Dempsey in it. Um, I watched that movie a lot as a kid, so I don't need to watch it again, Ty. Sorry. Grey's Anatomy guy. I think I've maybe seen it once. And Amy Adams. Yeah. Wonderful actress. Mm-hmm. Enjoy her in things. Correct. Can't wait to see her back in another Superman movie. Yep. You got anything else, Jay? No, that's it, brother. I typed in Amy Adams at autofill to height. I am taller than Amy Adams, 5'4". Congrats, Ty. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.